episode of Tombstone Minute, your uh, daily podcast that we analyze and discuss the movie Tombstone, minute by minute. This is Minute 54. I'm Rob, and I'm joined, as always, by Joe. I'm here, and uh, boy, things got a little loose yesterday. They got... That's... (laughs) That's what Meeks does, you know? That's why we had him on. Yeah. Today we're going to go every which way but loose. (laughs) In this minute, Joe, minute 54, we see the resolution of the Curly Bill in Fred White showdown. We do? Well, that's not the right way to phrase that, is it? We already saw the resolution, but now... It's more the Wyatt versus Cowboy showdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better way to phrase that. Um, so <clears throat> when the last minute ended with uh, Billy Clanton and Doc starting to get into it a little bit, and uh, Billy Clanton threatens Doc Holliday with a big knife, which it's, seems foolish. I think uh, he's fast becoming my front runner for dumbest character in the movie. <laughs> Another another thing about him is how um it's his dialogue is it like obviously they always record a lot of dialogue after the film but yeah. his is so much more obvious that it was ADR than everybody else's. Have you noticed that? I haven't. It's but... it's not mixed quite to the same volume as everybody else's dialogue and I I feel like it's a little bit much more a little bit more obviously that it was uh recorded in a studio. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe, I, maybe it's just me, but it definitely just doesn't sound right to me. Well, the tan Thomas Hayden Church here, <laughs> small business owner, yeah, claims that uh, Doc is seeing double. Um, he's he's like, you're probably too so drunk, you're seeing double, and then we get another another great Doc Holiday line. Um, when he pulls out a second gun. And he uh, he says, "I have two guns, one for each of you." And my favorite part about that is that he's still holding his tuberculosis cup in his hand, still too. So he's got two guns, and one of his hands still is holding his little cup he carries around. Well, he might get thirsty. I love, I love the Doc Holiday cup. Yeah, they should sell those. They. That is so fantastic. He always has it with them. Just so, I just we've talked about this before, but I think next time we really need to do it and just bring our own little cups out. <laughs> I think what's great about doing this podcast is that um, about once a week or so, somebody sells, sends us another link to unlicensed tombstone related products. Yeah. So I'm much. hoping after we publish this, someone's gonna find uh, a, <laughs> a Doc Holiday like aluminum cup or whatever that is, tin cup. Do you want to talk about the? Uh the uh, unlicensed tombstone stuff that was posted on our page recently. Oh, the leggings! Yes, uh, I, I did chime in on that post. Uh, if they make it in my size, I will buy it, <laughs> and I will wear it to the Bristol Renaissance Fair. It is. Um, what we got here is some leggings that just say. I'm your Huckleberry with like a cartoon of Doc Holiday, and it's just repeated over and over throughout the en- <laughs> the entire set yeah. of leggings. So I'm gonna wear, uh, yeah, I'll wear that and um, some cowboy boots and some kind of Mr. Fabian style white blouse. I would imagine would look pretty good. I think 
dressing like Mr. Fabian anytime for a Ren Fair is a good way to go. Yeah, I think that is a really good idea. I mean, I that uh, we've been talking about putting an Amazon wish list up. I think we've got to put up the autographed photo of Thomas Aiden Church as Billy Clanton and those tights. Although I would imagine they're probably not sold on Amazon. Hopefully, they fit my uh, my runners my thick runners thighs. Oh my god! That's my only concern. Um, that's the first compliment I ever got from a girl. Was it on your thighs? That she said I had nice legs. Okay. I I still hold that close to my heart to this no day. No matter no matter what happens, no matter what sort of downfall you may experience, you'll hold on to that one. Guess how long ago that was. Uh, eighteen years ago. Sixteen years ago. What? <laughs> I, I still remember it. Maybe that would be your cowboy name. What? Think about nice legs. Legs. Maybe uh, just legs. Yeah, legs, huh? Yeah, I'll take. That. Um, it's better than saddlebags. Saddlebags. I. I. Yeah. We That's... we maybe owe the listeners a little postmortem. We uh, we hope you were entertained. That that was Meek's hinged. He was hinged. <laughs> that, imagine what like I've seen him unhinged many times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Back to the minute at hand, Joe. Sort of keep this on track. Uh, Virgil and Morgan show up. Yeah, Virgil's pretty cranky because they woke him up. Yeah, I will say this is a moment where Morgan looks. If you just showed someone this minute, Morgan, he's he's put together. He's Fairly dressed up. Steely-eyed. Yeah. He runs in there. He like is in control of that shotgun. He's 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 all the bad things we said about him. Morgan was ready to go for that moment. Yeah. Uh. That this is pre- this is a pretty cool thing. And then towards the end of the minute, they kind of cut from face to face to face all the way through all the players involved here. That's a yeah. really good editing moment just to kind of show, like, all right, well, here's the players now as they stand. And this, the, the other big moment I would say from this minute is when Sheriff BN just reveals himself as a total sociopath where he's just like, oh, boy, something's always happening in this town after never the a dull sheriff moment. got murdered. Or, excuse never me, the marshal. Moment. What a terrible human being. Yeah, so let's – I agree with the BN thing. I will say – this sequence once again shows how Doc Holliday is. is he the best sidekick ever? Um, as he shows up right away, he once again helps out. Yeah, Why? I think I think he probably is the best. Yeah, I mean Morgan and, and Virgil show up and they're very useful, but like they show up afterwards. It's always Doc who sort of, you know, he's he's the guy who has your back all the time. He has a knack for making the play at the right time. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 awesome. But yeah, I mean, let's not take anything away from Virgil and Morgan. They had a real good showing here. They came out there in time. Virgil didn't even get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a, a question for you. Okay. And I, as I've been watching this for I don't know, probably the fiftieth time or whatever, but watching it more closely, I've kind of been doing this in my head. Uh, sort of like a moral hierarchy in the film. At this point in the film, who do you think is, uh, out of people still alive, the most good character, morally speaking? Morally speaking. The the pu- the purest of heart, the, yeah. the, the person who 
I mean, has the most who has demonstrated the most good or seems to be the most good. We sort of get to this more in the next minute, but is it Virgil? Like, would you say it's Virgil at this point? Like, he hasn't done anything wrong. He seems to be. He has demonstrated some empathy. Um, he let Morgan sit next to him. Yeah, he let him sit in the front seat. Um, he he doesn't seem to have a temper. The only thing he has ever said at this moment that makes me upset is when he was sort of dismissive of Doc early on in the movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, both both Wyatt and Morgan are a little bit capitalistic. Yeah, Wyatt's too selfish. Yeah. Um, he's also maybe playing around on his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Mr. Fabian seems like a pretty good guy. He's an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Jason Priestley character, I already forgot his name. Billy Nilly. Seems pure of heart, Billy Nilly. Uh, okay, but here's a more interesting question then. Who's the most evil character in, in the movie? And this one I actually do think is 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 more complicated. So I don't my, like obviously the, the most people would just immediately say Curly Bill, but I don't I don't think that's the case because we've seen him do nice things too. I mean Johnny Ringo shot that priest in the in the in between the eyes. Yeah, he's um, pretty bad. But I guess outside of that, he hasn't done anything that bad. Yeah, Curly Bill stole that guy's dollar. Yes, and he was the ringleader of a slaughter at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad, but he was nice to Billy Nilly, who was being bullied, and bullying yep. is a big problem. So I appreciate that about him. Uh, I I I think maybe Sheriff Behan is the most evil character so far. I mean his 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 actions here with not going out there, going out there and watching it, and then kind of being entirely dismissive. I mean, if if he should be devastated that like a fellow lawman was gunned down <laughs> yeah because and and like he could have just as easily gone out there with him and helped and if it was the two of them together this would have been fine yeah i agree speaking of this dull moment that he mentions never a dull moment in tombstone um obviously josephine seems horrified as we discussed yeah i think this is worth thinking about as we move into the next minute that both behan and josephine witnessed all of this very different reactions uh and and how they reacted and what that means moving forward on the plot or maybe how it how it how it doesn't affect it in ways that i think it should yeah that's my little teaser for you for our okay. next minute Ooh, a little tease um, that could be your cowboy name too <laughs> after i kissed that gun <laughs> oh god wow. listen you back a bear in the corner i'm gonna find a way out that's fair. Um, do you have anything else on minute fifty-four? Not really. I'm just like like to say, what minute should all of this stuff happen at? Okay, that's a good. Uh, I, this is a, this is a good question. I'm anyone who's ever watched a movie with me knows I like to bring up things that should be removed. <laughs> I'm always that's your in favor. most common complaint, often to my annoyance. But yes, but I, but you, I do appreciate that you look at film differently than I do. Um, wrongly but differently no I'm just kidding uh yeah so what should like thinking about this as as a story like a major story moment like how far into a film should this turning point happen 
well, to sort of carry over what you, you just said, there are some movies that are almost perfect in how they're written and that there's not a wasted moment. Like this is a, 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 a cliched response, but like Die Hard as an action movie doesn't have a single wasted moment. Like everything that happens in that movie matters and, and, and influences things that happen in the movie later. Like it's pretty perfect. Um, yeah. Back to the Future is another movie I think that kind of yes, I, I works think that, way that as well. might be the best edited film ever. So out of out of just speaking of just sort of like broad entertainment, and I don't mean that in a diminishing way. Just yeah, it's great. So when when thinking about this movie, you kind of have the shorthand at the beginning already with that with the documentary open. So, like, in my mind, that allows you to remove a lot of stuff if you want. Yeah, that that the whole point of that opening minute or two minutes there is to just uh, to introduce us to the character. So we don't need anything else, really. So then I would keep the Mexico stuff because I think that establishes the Cowboys as bad guys. Yeah. I would remove the stuff that happened in Tucson when they get off the train and all that. Like, I think you could... You could probably just have that happen when they show up in Tombstone and 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 kind of, you know, have a a moment in Tombstone with that, with them like getting there and settled in to sort yeah. of show the domestic stuff, and then, um, as much as I like it, you don't need the birdcage cedar stuff either. No. Um. So you you know you'd have them coming in and establishing Johnny Tyler like the Johnny Tyler Pharaoh stuff. He gets the Pharaoh table. Obviously, we'd remove the Josephine plot line. So all that stuff, I think we're talking about probably like minute 28, 29 at this point. Maybe, yeah, maybe. and then if we're thinking about a 90-minute movie, like we're there, we're, yeah, we're right there. This is the end of Act 1. But yeah. Instead, this is almost a full hour into the movie. Where our heroes actually... I mean, the Johnny Tyler thing, you realize how important that sequence is because without it, like if you, we've talked about this a lot, but if you remove Johnny Tyler Wyatt's sequence, like Wyatt is a real difficult character at this point. Yeah, he is. And and with that said, I'm enjoying the movie very much (laughs) through 54 minutes. Yes, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't like the movie. Like the the reason we're nitpicking so much is because we had to spend two weeks talking about them riding around on horses and having a really boring picnic and then a fight in bed. Um, yeah. but if you're just hanging out watching the movie, especially in the sort of the 21st century way of watching movies, the, in the old, okay, in the in the 20th century way, you fast forward through the VHS past all the dumb horse riding picnic scene. Now you just pick up your phone. <laughs> well, in in like you know, this is a, a Bill Simmons thing, but he always talks about like movies having the cable tests. Like if you're flipping through the channels, and if you would stop, like Tombstone passes that. Mm. Like you'd be flipping through and be like, oh, Tombstone's on. And I think CMT has it on. And judging from uh, how much Tombstone gets mentioned on Twitter when it's on CMT, I'm pretty sure there's a, uh, there's, that's happening for people now. Yeah. And now from here on through the rest of the film, you're not turning it off. No. No. It's high either. Yeah. Now, now is where it gets really fun. So I'm excited to talk about it with you. Um, And our Huckleberries. And our Huckleberries. So I think at that, we can, uh, we can end minute 54. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to bed. Let's get it rested up because uh, it's uh, Happy Hour Friday tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Minute fifty-five tomorrow. Joe, right. um, can you tell people how they can get in touch with us? Yeah, and and I, I it makes us very very happy. Just send, first of all, like I said, 
if the weirdest tombstone memorabilia you can find, send it our way at Tombstone Minute on Twitter, Facebook, same thing. Email Tombstone Minute at gmail dot com. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, tomorrow we'll be wrapping up uh, the week. And then um, now is when we really start to uh, pick up the pace. The gas pedal gets depressed. Uh, Wyatt and the Earps get pulled in, and there is some gunplay to be had over this next hour mm-hmm. and, what, 20 minutes, 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah. we got about uh, 70 minutes, 75 minutes left. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you.